Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of English with Tim, the podcast where you can learn English in depth and detail, and also hear stories about life in the U.S. and from my travels around the world. I'm Tim Sexton, English teacher, polyglot, world traveler, and author of Words for Numbers, where you can, as the name suggests, learn hundreds of words for talking about numbers for business writing and presentations for IELTS Task 1 academic writing. You can find Words for Numbers at www www.patreon.com slash words for numbers. No spaces, no underscores, nothing, just slash words for numbers. So, you know, every I start every week's episode by saying pretty much the same thing about myself, and what I'm saying doesn't feel quite true. I feel like I lead a kind of boring existence, at least right now, because I'm in my hometown, and people tend to find their hometowns a bit boring, unless they're from Dubai or Mexico City or something. But then I think about it and realize that the world around me is pretty interesting. Let me tell you why I think it's interesting. Some days some days ago, I was walking in a neighborhood park. It was nighttime, and um, I was um, out searching for lightning bugs or fireflies. Those are small insects that you can see in um, North America at nighttime in the summer, spring and summer, and maybe early fall. Um, they make a kind of a yellow-green light. They start to shine, and then they stop shining. They start to shine, and they stop shining. So the reason I went to this particular park was that um, there is a long hill, um, and vertical drop, I guess, is probably, I don't know, 20, 25 meters or something. Hard to say, Um, but it goes down. It's pretty steep, and at the bottom of the hill, um, it flattens out a little bit, and then um, it kind of runs perpendicular into a sidewalk, like a concrete walking path. And then after that, there's a short drop into a creek. And this hill has a lot of functions. Um, one of them is people like to run up it. You don't see that too often, but sometimes you see people practicing cross-country running. They run up to the top of the hill, they run back down, they run up, and so on. Um, in the winter time, when there's snow, people like to get on a sled and slide down the hill. Sled is a piece of wood with two metal blades under it. Um, kind of like small skis that you sit in. So you sit on this wooden board and you slide down the hill. Um, you're going to hear the word blade actually um, a few times during this uh, episode. So let me tell you what a blade is. A blade is the part of a knife that cuts. So you have the handle of the knife that you hold, and you have the blade, which is the part of it that cuts. Blade is also um, the part of a an airplane, the propeller. So you have the propeller, which is the part that spins on the airplane. It rotates and you know moves the air so that the airplane moves forward and can start to fly. The blade is the part that cuts through the air. Um, so... Um, yeah, so I was uh, walking and looking for, yeah, so, uh, blades. Why was I talking about blades? All right, so, yeah, so you have the blades on the bottom of the sled. Um, so I was uh, going to this hill, and what happened? Um, as I was getting closer to the hill, um, I saw off to my left, I was startled, I was surprised to see a very threatening-looking 
yellow-green light that was just inside of the tree line. So there was grass, and then there's a line where there's trees, and then beyond that it's just trees. And it was very dark, and it was nighttime. Um, and you could see this really threatening yellow-green light. It looked like the eyes of some kind of dangerous animal. It made me think of a coyote, or maybe a couple of coyotes, or maybe something much worse, some kind of monster. I don't know. You know, it's nighttime, and you know, your fears become a little bit irrational. Um, at least that's the case with me. Um, so I, you know, was becoming a bit cautious and I thought maybe I should run up to it and try to scare the thing. So I yelled out, Hey, absolutely motionless, no reaction. And I walked a little bit farther and, you know, I started to get scared. I came back, walked back and forth several times. And then I realized that as I moved back and forth, the light was moving in a very predictable way, left and right. When I moved right, it moved left. When I moved left, it moved right. And then as I got closer to it, I saw that actually it was a water fountain. It was a water fountain sticking out of the ground. Not a fountain the kind that you splash in or that, you know, is for decoration. It's the kind that you see probably in um, uh, American movies where um, it's a fountain that, you know, you drink out of. Two kinds that you can see in North America. One is um, in schools, and it's kind of a big rectangular box usually that is attached to the wall and then you know water comes out of it and you can drink from it the other one you see in parks which you probably don't see as much in movies it's kind of like the neck of a, a giraffe or something a little bit and it's usually painted green or blue or something and has a little um, very shiny metal bowl on the top and then you can drink from it just these kinds of details of life from the united states that you probably wouldn't uh hear about or, or know about if you um didn't listen to me. Um, so anyway, yeah, I realized that actually the light was a reflection coming off of the um, the uh, the water fountain, and I felt well, kind of stupid. And I continued walking, went over to the hill, and this hill, wow, when you look down, um, you are about at treetop height. And when you look down at the right time of summer, you can see a very large number of lightning bugs or fireflies. Um, and it's really impressive because they, they start to blink. When something when a light blinks, it means that it turns on and then it turns off. You can see them blinking um, at various intensities, um, various altitudes, various distances for different lengths of time. Um, it's just very random, and it's a very beautiful sight. Really an impressive thing. Um, this is one of my favorite things about living in this part of the world is um, the lightning bugs at night, especially when you get to a place where you can see lots of them. They tend to spend time um, at the uh, the edge of water a little bit, um, but not necessarily. You can see them in a kind of kind of a lot of places. Um, so more about lightning bugs. Let me tell you about them. Um, so. They're about a, oh, about a centimeter long. Um, they have uh, very soft wings. They have a very soft body compared to a lot of insects. You know, they're not like an ant or um, a, a bee or something that, you know, is if you smash it, if, you know, you get in a fight with a bee or something and you hit it, you, it's kind of crunchy. Um, you know, as kids, I'm embarrassed to say, um, you know, we would sometimes kill them because, um, you know, when you kill them, they have this stuff in their butt, this this yellow green stuff that glows, and you could smear it on your fingers. And um, so, yeah, these they're they're kind of small. Um, and the lightning bug season is pretty unpredictable. Sometimes, um, you know, it starts in mid April, and uh, sometimes, you know, the the peak of it is in uh, is in May. Sometimes it's in June. Last year, lightning bug season was very unimpressive. I was really underwhelmed. When you're underwhelmed, it means that you. Um, 
feel that uh, something was less significantly less impressive than you were expecting it to be. So I was underwhelmed by Lightning Bug season last year. This year it's been pretty good, although it's um, it's starting to to slow down. Now it will go on for quite a long time. Actually, um, Lightning Bug season really ends completely when you have the first freeze, because I guess Lightning Bugs do not survive that freeze. I guess the yellow squishy stuff that glows in there, the, the rear half of their body, I guess it freezes solid and kills them. That's, that's my guess. Um, so that's lightning bugs. And, um, yeah, my goal today in this episode is to tell you about, you know, all these different plants and animals and starting with the animals. The next one is cicadas. Um, I talked a little bit about cicadas the last time, um, last episode, and I mentioned that there are annual cicadas, the ones that you have every year, and that there are periodic cicadas. And periodic cicadas here, well, that means um, seven-year cicadas. I think there are also three-year cicadas, but the ones that are most famous are the seven-year cicadas because they're kind of like a biblical plague, you know, and oh, maybe you don't know the Bible very well. I don't either, but I know that... Um, there's a famous story, you know, where the in Egypt there was a, a huge amount of insects, or there was a huge amount of frogs or something, and, and so on. So, you know, it was destructive amounts of these things. And so cicadas, they're like a biblical plague. There are so many of them at times during these seven-year um, episodes that um, life can get kind of strange. Um, now, in 2021... Um, in this part of the city, there weren't too many of them, but I heard that... Um, closer to the downtown area that there are more of them. And so I made a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage is kind of a, a, a pilgrim is a religious traveler. For example, someone who travels to Mecca is um, a Muslim pilgrim. Um, so a pilgrimage is a, tra is a, a trip made by a pilgrim. So I got on my bicycle and I rode the, um, you know, seven, 16 or 17 miles, something like that. So about, you know, almost 30 kilometers, something in that neighborhood, um, to the downtown area where there are were lots of cicadas. And the special thing about cicadas, or one of them, is the, the noise they make. They kind of make a, a kind of a... And one of them starts to sing, and then another one starts to sing, and suddenly they're all singing together, and you have this deafening noise of, of these cicadas just screeching. Um, and I wanted to hear that. Um, some people were glad it didn't happen, but I felt that I had to hear it, because the last time that they had been here was 2004, and I was in Germany, and I completely missed it. I only heard it over the telephone, so that was a, a real disappointment. Um, now, the cicadas that we had in before that, when I was a child, it was 1987, um, and I remember it. Um, our parents and, you know, adults warned us, you know, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a bit crazy, and, you know, this is not going to be fun. And so, you know, it did start to get loud, and they were, you know, they would screech a lot. You know, you could hear this screeching, and... Um, the ones back then, actually, they were different. I was kind of, again, disappointed with the 2020, 2021 cicadas because they had orange eyes. All of them had orange eyes. And I remember distinctly that when I was seven years old in 1987, that um, you had ones with different colors of eyes. You had red eyes, and the eyes would stick out from the head of these things. Um, uh, you had red eyes. You had bright, very, very bright 
green, like tennis ball colored eyes. You had orange ones, you had yellow ones, you had occasionally white ones, sky blue. It was very, very strange. Um, and so my sister and I actually, we would go out and we would catch some of these things. So I have an older sister. She's five years older than me. And in our backyard of our house, um, we had a driveway that kind of wrapped around the back of our house. And then it made a sharp turn and went into um, our garage, which was below ground level. So it kind of went the, the street or the driveway, if you will, went downhill steeply into the back. And the reason I'm mentioning the driveway is because um, on the edge of that driveway, there was a wall that was maybe, oh, I don't know, foot and a half, so half a meter tall. And it was rather thin. It was maybe, um, you know, seven or eight centimeters wide, and we would play on this thing. We would get up on top of it, and we would kind of fight with each other and try to balance on it and try to push another person off of it. So on the one side was the black of the driveway, and on the, the other side of it was the green of the grass. And we would sometimes get sticks, long sticks, um, and um, get in a fight on top of them. You know, you wouldn't hit the other person, but you would use the stick to try to push the other person's stick so that they would fall off balance. And um, we said that when, you know, when you fell, if you fell onto the black side, onto the driveway, um, that you'd fallen into, um, you know, you'd fallen into, into hell. You were in the burning tar. Tar is a um, kind of the black, soft material that you can find on streets that becomes liquid and smells kind of bad. Um, when it's very hot outside. So if you fell into the black side, you were, you'd fallen into the tar. If you fell into the green, we said that you'd fallen into the alligators um, and you were going to get eaten. Um, and behind this wall, um, when it rained, the water would pool up. And sometimes the water would be, you know, 25 centimeters deep or something. And um, then there would be mosquitoes. But that's another story. Um, and what my sister did was she wanted to give the um these cicadas swimming lessons she wanted to teach them to swim um and you know they always died always we'd put them in the water and keep trying to make them swim and they would they would always drown and die and i just felt kind of bad for them and we, we'd try again and my sister felt she was like really intent on doing this if you're intent on doing something it means you you keep doing it and you you won't let anyone stop you she was really intent on teaching them how to swim um but one of the more interesting things even more interesting things um about cicadas is that at the time there were so many of them that particular 1987 episode there were so many of them um sometimes um you know you would be cutting your grass and um, cicadas would attack the lawnmower. The lawnmower is the machine that you cut the grass with. They would, they would attack the lawnmower. You know, maybe 150 of them would just come out of nowhere from various directions and attack the lawnmower because they wanted to have a baby with the thing. Um, you also had um, weed whacker, weed whackers. So a weed whacker is a tool that you use in your yard to cut the edge of the grass. It's like a long stick, and then at the end of the stick you have a very small piece of plastic that spins very fast, um, and it cuts the um, the edge of the grass, like next to the sidewalk or the, the edge of your driveway, for example. And my dad told me, he came, he came home one day, um, he would cut grass in the summer for people and earn some extra money because he was a teacher, didn't have any work to do in the summer, and he was using the weed whacker, and the weed whacker, uh, well... 
the cicadas would want to have a baby with a weed whacker, and so hundreds of cicadas um, attacked him every time he would, um, or attacked the weed whacker rather, every time he would turn it on, and then they would they would get hit and they would get killed, and the the, the guts, the inside of cicadas, and you know various brightly colored cicada eyes, you know, splashed onto his his uh, hairy legs, and he came home, and they were just cicada guts on his legs. Um, also, the dogs would would eat them, um, you know. Lots of them. They would eat so many of them, and then they would get sick, and they would vomit. And, you know, sometimes you'd be driving down the street, and um, especially if you had a um, more like a truck or something that had a, a front window that was more vertical, um, you might run into them, and, you know, you, you just have a lot of them just dead on your, on your front window. Um, so, yeah, that was um, the cicadas. Um, another type of animal that we have in this part of the world that you did not have, probably where you're listening, because I think most of my listeners, I'm sure, are in um, various parts of Europe, um, are squirrels. Now, of course, in Europe you do have squirrels, um, but North American squirrels and European squirrels are different animals. I'm not sure if they can have babies together, Um might be like a, a llama and a camel where they can do it, um, or it might not be. Um, but the difference is that um, North American squirrels are considerably larger. I would say they are, I don't know, two times as big as European squirrels. European squirrels also are kind of shy and retiring. If someone is retiring, it means not that just they've stopped work. Another meaning is that they... Um, tend to avoid the company of others, and they prefer to, to um, sit and relax alone rather than be sociable. So European squirrels are kind of shy and retiring, whereas um, North American squirrels, they're kind of brave and big. And when I was in the University of Florida many years ago, um, they were very bold and brave. You know, you might be sitting at a, um, a picnic table eating some pizza, and the squirrel would just come up to you and just try to take the, take your, your pizza crust from you. Um and they're quite strong. For example, um, if you look out the window sometimes in my backyard, you can see a squirrel um, running vertically up a tree, um, a tree branch, and accelerating while running up absolutely vertically. Um, and they're expert jumpers. You know, you can see them um, going up, uh, running up a long tree branch that's rather thin, and they can see how the tree branch uh, kind of bends down, and they know that that's going to act like a spring. And at just the right moment, they jump and catch onto another branch on another tree. Um, they also have very large nests, like the nest might be as big as the uh, the body of a person, you know, without arms and legs. Um, well, rather a bit smaller than that. But you know, you don't usually see um, squirrel nests. They're not very not very commonly seen. And I don't know why that is. Um, I've read also that squirrels like well, I don't know if they like to do this, but at times they eat their babies. I don't know why anybody would do that, but I've heard that dogs do that too. Um, in any case, um, squirrels are, you know, kind of a part of the landscape here. Um, if you're sitting in your backyard um, at most times of year, you can find squirrels um, just running around playing. They're very playful, and they have much bigger tails um, than European squirrels do. Um, really, it's kind of just a big rat that lives in a tree, and that's why people have a positive attitude towards them. But, um, well, that's how they are. People have a good attitude towards them, even though they're basically rats. Um, another animal that we have around here are um, chipmunks. A chipmunk is, 
in the same class of animals as a squirrel. It's a rodent. A rodent is a small animal with four legs that um, likes to make small holes in the ground and scratch things with its hands. Um, so a chipmunk is another type of rodent, kind of like a squirrel um, or a rat, and but it's much shorter. It's about the size of a European squirrel or a little bit smaller. It doesn't have a big, soft, fluffy tail like the North American squirrel. It has dark brown fur that's very short and smooth, and it usually has two black stripes on its back. And um, they're much less common than squirrels. They cause much less drama, except that when they're there, one thing that they do um, is they like to dig under people's houses. And if they dig enough, they just they just keep digging and digging and digging for no apparent reason. And sometimes it can undermine or weaken the um, the foundation of people's houses. And then they have to spend real money on repairs. So people tend to kill them. Um, we had a situation like this at my parents' house some years ago, and um, they wanted to kill the chipmunks. There were several of them, and we had a nickname. We called the, one of them Charlie. Um, and I didn't want to kill them, so I went and I bought a trap for um, the, the chipmunk, and I trapped one of them at least and got in the car, and I, I felt very bad. You know, the thing was rattling around in the cage. It was clearly very frightened, and I dropped it off, you know, um, near a bicycle path, which is, you know, has some nature near it, and I wonder what happened to it. Every once in a while, I think, wonder what happened to Charlie, if he's, if he succeeded or not. Um, another animal that we have around here is, uh, deer. So, deer, what kind of animal is that? It's, um, most famous example of a deer is Bambi. So, um, we have a lot of deer, actually, in the United States, and so, um, or at least in this part of the United States, and generally, um, you will see in places where people live in the United States, um, there are more animals than you would typically see in Europe. Because in Europe, you know, people more often live in apartments and in places that are more closely or more densely populated, so you have fewer animals. Whereas in the United States, people live in suburbs, they live in houses, and there's enough green space between the houses um, that there's some space for animals, and uh, deer are no exception. Um, in our backyard, when I wake up in the morning, um, I can sometimes see five or even six. I've one time I even saw seven deer just standing there and you know having breakfast, eating some grass and eating nuts and things. Um, and they're quite stupid actually, um, which causes problems in traffic. Um, but I'll get a, get to that a little bit later. Um, one time, um, my mom and I were walking around the block and. Um, we saw a, what we were sure was a statue of a, uh, a fawn. A fawn is a baby deer. We saw a, a statue of a fawn on someone's front porch, and it was a very beautiful statue. Um, and we were asking, is this a, a, a deer or is this a statue of a deer? And we got closer to it, and its uh, fur was extremely shiny. You know, when they're, when they're babies, they have, um, much lighter brown fur, and they have white spots all over their backs. And as we got closer, we saw that it had these huge, huge, very, very shiny black eyes. When I say huge, I mean they were about as, it seems like they were as big as a small orange or something, but they were shaped a little bit differently. And 
as we got closer, we realized, no, this is not a statue. This is a baby that's been separated from its mother. Um, and we saw it a couple more times. We didn't know quite what to do, you know, with, with call animal control, what, what they would do with it. And then we just stopped seeing it. Hopefully it um, figured out how to find food on its own and didn't have anything bad happen to it. Um, one thing that they do, what the deer do, is um, they tend to cause traffic accidents. Um, and uh, this happened to me. I, I might have told you about this in a previous episode, but um, I'm getting on in my years, and I can't remember everything anymore. So I'll tell you again, and if uh, you already heard it, well, sorry. Um, I was driving home um, after work in April, um, and I was going, you know, about the speed limit. Traffic was not heavy, um, but it was also not light. You know, it was getting to be around 4 o'clock, and... Um, there was a continuous flow of traffic. The road uh, was not, you know, it was not car next to car next to car, but I was driving and it was pretty close to the point where I needed to exit the highway. And at some point I looked up and I saw on the right-hand side of the road, I was in the rightmost lane of the road and I saw a deer standing there and I thought, my God, no. And I was going, you know, speed limit, which is, I don't know, 100 kilometers an hour, 110 or something like this, 65 miles an hour. And it stepped out of the road, and I thought, my God, here he comes. I was driving a Honda Civic, and it's not a very big car, and it just made a very loud thump. And instantly, um, the smell of the deer, oh, it was bad. The smell of the deer instantly came into the car. Uh, the the front light was made out of plastic, and there was a shower of plastic pieces, and the poor deer, you know, the, the, the center of mass of a deer is just above um, the hood. The hood is the front um, part of a car um, that is, you know, you have the engine is below the hood. The hood of a Honda Civic is just below the center of mass of, a, of an adult deer, and so the deer, poor thing, flew probably three and a half meters into the air and was rotating like a toy just turning in flips um and i just kept driving and i wanted to look and see what was going to happen but i, I understood no you have to look ahead and I, I drove kept driving and it hit uh it was hit by a truck and i thought my god this is terrible I, the, the car um besides the fact that the deer was killed and that i was uh, quite shaken up um the car was actually destroyed i mean not destroyed in the sense that it caught fire and you know you couldn't use anything from it but the repairs to the car were going to cost more than the value of the car it was you know 21 or so year old car um so yeah deer are a serious issue here um my older brother um makes uh maps he makes digital maps and one of the things that he has um one of the data sets is uh population density of deer um and one of the things that you can do with that data set is insurance companies can use that information to adjust the price of their insurance policies for different places more deer higher price uh, fewer deer lower price so that's deer um, another thing we have around here which i've heard but never seen is coyotes um you can also hear that pronounced as coyotes um i say coyote though and you know there are small dogs that like to attack things and you can hear them you can hear them at night sometimes um not so much this year maybe they've moved elsewhere um but well really i can't say too much about them because i've not seen them um but I have heard stories of them 
little bit farther south of here. And if you're out walking and you have a small child with you, they will walk around in circles and threaten to, you know, or they're thinking, you know, what can I do with that kid? And, you know, you've got to be loud and threatening and aggressive to get rid of the thing so they don't come and attack your three-year-old. Um, so that's animals. What about plants? Um, actually, I've already been talking for quite a while, so I think I'm going to save the plants for next time and probably mix them in with another episode because, well... There's not nearly as many plants around here that are super interesting as there are animals. And so I'll just leave you with those thoughts with the chipmunks and the squirrels and the coyotes and the deer. I forgot to mention that. The plural of deer is deer. Um, And the lightning bugs or fireflies. I promised you that I was going to use the word blade um, several times, but in reality, um, well, blade is something that's more connected with the plants that I was going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about the plants next time. So, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope this um, episode gave you a little bit more feel of what life is like in this part of the United States beyond, you know, what you read in the news um, or see in the movies, because, you know, there are plants and animals around, and um, that's something. Um, it makes things feel a little bit different when you know these things, or at least I hope it does. Tell me what you think about, um, this, um, in the comments, and I'm looking forward to, uh, reading those comments and also seeing you in one week.